Hey, what's up? Thanks for listening to the Aaron J. Dodson podcast. This is the podcast where I discuss the sacred text of God's Word and subjects related to it, and I do my best to help myself and others understand it so that we might keep God's law and we might observe it with our whole hearts. Psalm 119, verse 34. I'm excited about this episode because it's different than the others in that I am taking an article that I have written for ChristianityNow.substack.com, a new uh, blog, a new website, if you will, that uh, uh, Tony and I, Tony Brewer and I are uh, operating, that we are using uh, to get the Word of God out uh, to the masses. And I wrote just this week my first article for Christianity Now and for our Christianity Now Substack.com. And the title of my article I'm going to give, and the sum of it, and I'm going to read it actually and give you some of my thoughts uh, about it. The title is Discovering God's Wisdom Through His Word. And in this um, article, I'm going to talk about the fulfillment of God's plan and the New Testament's four sections, uh, God's wisdom revealed, and make some, some concluding uh, thoughts about discovering God's wisdom through His book. The Bible is a treasure trove of wisdom and guidance by divine revelation. In this article, we explore an overview of the Bible and the profound wisdom of God as seen in the fulfillment of God's plan and the New Testament. Being God's wisdom revealed to mankind, we in turn are made wise when we see God's wisdom and act. Journey with me through the scriptures to uncover the profound message of God's love and salvation and wisdom. The fulfillment of God's plan. When we read scripture and we begin to learn what God was doing throughout time as it's been revealed through the pages of Scripture. We learn that God was fulfilling a plan. God had a plan for mankind from the very beginning, and He fulfilled that plan. When we think of the Old Testament and the New Testament, we're thinking and talking about two major covenants. Primarily the Old Testament, we're thinking of the Mosaic Covenant, and then the New Covenant, the New Testament, the Gospel, uh, brought by Christ and the Apostles. So with that in mind, I'm going to continue with the article. The next heading, or the first major heading, is the fulfillment of God's plan. Jesus revealed the essence of the Old Testament when he said, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me, Luke 24, 44. This statement underscores the intricate connection between the Old and New Testaments. Jesus' mission was to bring to completion the promises of the Old Testament, that God kept His promises. And the ones that I'll highlight just now primarily have to do with uh, God's promises through Abraham to bless Abraham, to make him a father of many nations. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, I'm going to read that uh, to help set further in our minds uh, what I had in mind when I wrote this article, how God had commanded Abraham, get out of your country. He lived in uh, Ur of the Chaldeans. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you 
and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. This promise uh, God made to Abraham, we see fulfilled in part during the books of the Old Testament, as we call them. The promise to make Abraham a great nation and to bless those that blessed him and to protect Abraham and his descendants, to curse those that cursed God's people. And again, Jesus' words, Matthew 24, 44, they, uh, they reveal the essence of this Old Testament period that, that all those things would be fulfilled in Jesus and that he did fulfill them. He filled them full. He completed God's promises, Genesis 12, 3, that God would bless all nations through Abraham. And that's Abraham's descendant, Jesus Christ. And that's also uh, taught in Galatians chapter 3. Back to the article. This statement of Jesus in Luke 24, 44, underscores the intricate connection between the Old and New Testaments. The law of Moses given to the Israelites at Horeb, Deuteronomy 5.2, remained in force until the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, Galatians 3.21-25. Christ, in his perfect fulfillment of the law, Matthew 5.17-18, nailed it, that is the law, to the cross, Colossians 2.13-14, and inaugurated the new covenant on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, Hebrews chapters 8 and 9. The prophets served as God's mouthpieces on earth, reminding people of their obligation to fulfill His divine will. Even the Psalms contain wisdom and admonition that applied under the Old Covenant. Today, God's will can, comes to us through a new avenue. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoke to us spoken to us, rather, by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds. All truth has been written in the New Covenant, John 16, 2 Peter 1, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, and points us to God's great wisdom. So what I'm trying to do in just these three paragraphs is show that God had a plan, and Jesus claims that He fulfilled that plan and that the Old Covenant brought people to Christ. The prophets served to draw people to God, uh, reminding people to do God's will, to obey God, to have faith, to love God. And that today, the instructions for mankind are given through Jesus. And God has spoken in the last days by His Son, Jesus. And all that truth has been revealed and we have that in the New Testament today. And then I point to the New Testament's four sections. The New Testament is divided into four major sections, biographical, historical, epistolary, that's about the epistles, and prophetic. Let's explore each of these sections and their unique purposes. First, the biographical section. The biographical section includes four accounts of the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew was written uh, primarily for Jewish people, containing numerous Old Testament uh, references and conclusions drawn from them. Mark, on the other hand, was written for non-Jews, particularly the Romans. 
Luke's gospel was intended for Greek-speaking audiences, and this is evident in the original language, and also it's evident through the names and places and the details that are given about what Jesus did, including going to Greeks, interacting with Greeks, and also um, Jesus' interaction with women and other things like that. Finally, John's gospel serves as a supplement to the others, reaching out to people of all backgrounds. And these four books, as we call them, the four gospel accounts, serve as biographies, if you will, of the Lord and His earthly personal ministry. And that reflects the wisdom of God. Number two, historical section. The historical section consists of the book of Acts which provides a detailed account of the early church's growth and the spread of the gospel message through the Roman Empire. Historically, or excuse me, as far as history goes, the book of Acts is the only book that we have in the canon of Scripture in the New Covenant, as we know it, that details these events. Acts is a very unique book. And then the epistolary section The epistles section. I could have just called it epistles section. This section comprises the letters or epistles from Romans to Jude. These letters address various theological and practical issues faced by early Christians. And we learn from them today, and it shows the wisdom of God. Number four, the prophetic section. The prophetic section is the book of Revelation, which offers visions and prophecies about the persecution the early church was facing under Domitian and the ultimate victory of Christ. God's wisdom revealed. All of that said, the wisdom of God is beautifully manifested in the progression of the gospel message. Acts chapter 2 illustrates how the Jews received the gospel, aligning with the themes in the first book of the New Testament, Matthew. The gospel then reached the Romans through Peter's teaching uh, to Cornelius and his household, Acts 10, echoing the themes in Mark's gospel. Third, the gospel was uh, embraced by the Greeks, Acts chapter 11, which is in harmony with the themes found in Luke's gospel. And lastly, John's gospel serves as a universal supplement intended for people of all backgrounds to come to faith in Jesus as the Son of God. So you can see, again, you can see God's wisdom in the way He did things and in the way He wrote His book. The Apostle Paul wrote that the gospel was once a mystery, that is, previously not fully known, but was revealed to him. Paul stated that when people read his writings, they could understand his knowledge in the mystery of Christ, Ephesians 3, 1 through 6. Now, when one studies the Word of God and sees the church, they can see the multifaceted wisdom of God. And I want to read that passage. I don't have that passage spelled out in the article, but I want to read it. Ephesians chapter 3. If you have the ability, uh, whatever you're doing, to open God's Word and look at this, I would encourage you, if you're doing something else as you're listening, that's fine. I'll be reading this passage out loud. Ephesians chapter 3. Paul, after emphasizing that the Gentiles, they were no longer strangers and foreigners, but were fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Ephesians 2, verses 19 to 22. He then wrote what we call Ephesians 3, 
verse 1, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the, the, the dispensation, the word means stewardship, of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me, Paul wrote, the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. To me, Paul wrote, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given. Why? That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the, the fellowship, the stewardship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. For what purpose? To the intent that now the, the manifold wisdom of God, the idea here of manifold is, is the, the variegated, the, the many-sided wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So Paul was a prisoner for the Gentiles' sake, for the gospel's sake. When he wrote what God revealed to him, others could read it and could know. And what they could know was that it was God's plan all alone that Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, partakers of God's promise in Christ through the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. And he was a minister of that. And he felt that he was the least of all the saints, but that grace was given to him that he should preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ to help everyone see what was God's plan, his, his variegated or many-sided, his multifaceted wisdom. And that's why I wrote this article. I believe that, again, the wisdom of God is shown in the progression of the gospel message. It, it, Jesus taught it. The apostles taught it in its fullness beginning on the day of Pentecost when Jews received the gospel and that aligns with the theme in the first book of the New Testament, Matthew. 
And then the gospel then reached the Romans through Peter's teaching to Cornelius and his household, Acts 10. And that echoes the themes of Mark's gospel to the Romans. And then third, the gospel was embraced by the Greeks, Acts chapter 11. And that was in harmony with the themes that were found in Luke's gospel. And then John's gospel, serving as a universal supplement, intended for all people of all backgrounds to come to faith in Jesus as the Son of God. And then Paul said, look, I'm writing what was not previously fully known. But now when you read it, you can understand my knowledge. What a blessing for us today that we can read and we can understand this was God's plan, Jew and Gentile in one place. And again, the books of Scripture reflect this because it reveals to us the fulfillment of God's plan. And even the four sections of the New Testament, the biographical section, the historical section, the epistle section, and then the prophetic section, book of Revelation, all of these reflect God's fulfillment, God's will, and God's wisdom is shown through and through and throughout. Now here's my conclusion of this article. The Bible is a divine masterpiece that guides us in understanding God's wisdom and His plan for salvation. Through its pages, we witness the fulfillment of God's promises and the unfolding of His redemptive work. May we all marvel at the wisdom of Almighty God as we explore the Bible's depths and embrace this, the, the life-transforming message of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who offers us eternal life through faith in His name. Truly, God's work is awe-inspiring because we see His great wisdom his multi-variegated, many-sided wisdom in Christ and the church. And so, again, this was my first article uh, through the ChristianityNow.substack.com, and I encourage you to go there. It's just a hub. It's just a base where I can put out written material, and, and, and that, that's all it is. And, and Tony Brewer shares this uh, ChristianityNow.substack.com with me. And the title of this article, Discovering God's Wisdom Through His Word. How do the fulfillment of God's plan and the books of the New Testament illustrate God's wisdom? Well, I think in this article, I briefly, I briefly give some of the main ideas as to how the fulfillment of God's plan and the books of the New Testament illustrate God's wisdom. I hope it has helped you in your appreciation of God and His wisdom and will only whet your appetite to study the Word of God more. I really appreciate you listening. This podcast, the Aaron J. Dodson podcast, this audio podcast, is actually brought to you by the Washington Avenue Church of Christ here in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We are located, our building, at 2001 West Washington Avenue, uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, 72401. We have services on Sundays and Wednesdays. Our Bible classes on Sunday are at 9 a.m. We have worship at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. And then Bible class midweek on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Both of our Bible class programs on Sunday morning and Sunday night offer classes for all ages, from cradle roll all the way up to however old you are, 110 years old. We have classes for all ages. We have good volunteers. We have godly teachers in our Bible classes we have a good congregation. We have people who are seeking God, who love His Word, and who, who want to do what's right. And I'm uh, blessed to be a part of this congregation. So this podcast is brought to you 
by the Washington Avenue congregation. It is part of the work of the congregation here that I'm a part of and that I get to serve. And so if you are in our area and you're looking for a Bible-based church, you're looking for a church that loves Christ and loves the Word of Christ and wants to honor Christ by believing, trusting, and obeying His Word, look no further. Uh, We are a good group of people, and we want to give God and Christ the honor and the glory that He deserves. We hope that you will come and and check things out and, and let us meet you and talk to you as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron J. Dodson podcast. If you got anything out of this that benefited you, I want to ask you to do me a favor simply by sharing this podcast with others. God bless, and I will catch you next time.